it's Dave. So I have just arrived in Palo Alto um, last night and I'm here for Tesla AI Day. It's going to start at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, in the morning, I actually was able to meet with Tesla Investor Relations and had a great chat. Um, and we went over a lot of things I wanted to share in this video. I wanted to get it out quicker than later. So I'm doing a live stream here um, at a co-working space in downtown Palo Alto. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and go over my notes um, that I jotted down and share my kind of takeaway, my opinions, right, from what I've, you know, discussed with Tesla Investor Relations. All right, so number one, uh, Tesla Investor Relations clarified um, their Goldman Sachs comment that um, Goldman Sachs, or this article was written um, a few weeks ago saying that Tesla was going to release a cheaper model before RoboTaxi, but that's not what Tesla Investor Relations said. They said that actually eventually Tesla would need a cheaper model than the Model 3 and Model Y to drive the volumes that they're looking to drive long term. For example, you know, they're looking to produce 20 million vehicles right a year in the next 10 years or so. But in order to reach that, sure, of course they'll need a cheaper model. Um, they never said specifically that uh, that cheaper model will become that will will come before a robo taxi. What they said actually was that the next generation platform that that Tesla has um, that is developing is the robo taxi platform. So what is this robo taxi platform? It is the third generation third generation manufacturing platform by Tesla. So the first generation was the Model S and X. Okay, so we know that back from 2012 or so. The second generation manufacturing platform by Tesla was the Model 3 and the Model Y. This is the current platform. Now you know that Tesla has reached an amazing cost efficiency jump um, with this new platform, new architecture, basically saving like half the cost or so. Now the next step is the third generation platform, which is gonna be quote unquote, this robo-taxi platform. And I think we're going to see a lot of cost efficiencies, just like you saw a big jump, let's say, from first to second generation. You'll see a decent-sized jump from second to third generation. Now, this platform is called a platform because just like the second-generation platform, you had the Model 3 and the Model Y, you're going to have probably more than one vehicle built on this RoboTaxi platform. Now, they're calling it the RoboTaxi platform because, in my opinion, they are focused on this use case of full self-driving, right, RoboTaxi. I think it'll be not just cheaper to drive volumes, but also it'll be durable, like super long-lasting, easy to use, get in and out. Um, and Tesla will likely, this is my opinion, will release this RoboTaxi platform in step with their volume growth plans. So, for example, ever since, you know, model... S back in 2012, Tesla was able to release new models uh, to drive their volume growth plans, right? And so you had the Model 3, the Model Y, etc., um, releasing different geographies as well. And so um, with, and then Cybertruck is not going to achieve the volume growth, right, that Tesla needs for years to come. So they need a new vehicle, a new platform. This is the third generation platform that Tesla is, um, is planning for. All right, second key takeaway from this meeting with Tesla Investor Relations this morning um, is the U.S. federal tax credit. So we know that the U.S. passed a landmark federal tax credit for EVs. Um, now, Tesla Investor Relations is saying that there, it's ambiguous. There's ambiguity in terms of the law. So if you look through the, 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 the text, 
um, you'll see that it's not clear exactly what qualifies, right, and what doesn't qualify right now. And so Tesla is looking at um, for clarification by the government in terms of exactly what qualifies. Um, hopefully, by the end of the year, they'll get that qualification or that clarification. All right. So number three takeaway from this meeting is the Austin and Berlin ramp. So I asked, I'm like, hey, it seems like Austin and Berlin seem to be ramping a little bit slower than probably previously expected uh, compared to, let's say, a year ago. Um, and uh, IR's response is basically, well, not necessarily. Uh, Berlin um, reached 1,000 uh, cars produced per week a couple months ago, and it seemed relatively on track. Um, the current guidance that they've given, um, their last guidance regarding Austin and Berlin is basically 5,000 cars per week by the end of the year, right? That's a 250,000 car production, annual production run rate, and then uh, 10,000 cars per week by the end of 2023. So it looks like Tesla is, um, is at least sticking by at least um, this type of guidance. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Austin and Berlin ramp. All right, number four takeaway is China demand. So we know that this quarter, right, in September, we've had some different comments, different news stories, articles about how China demand is kind of soft. I asked about this. Um, Tesla IR was not able to give a comment regarding this, especially because it's, you know, uh, right before the end of the quarter. Um, yeah, and um, they reiterated this kind of um, uh, take that Tesla Investor Relations is not able to give material information. They're not able to give public new information, basically. They can reiterate uh, stuff that has been said in the past by Tesla management, and they can kind of clarify right, certain things, but they can't release new information. Um, and so new information regarding China demand um, is not going to happen right now. Maybe Elon um, gets asked about this or Tesla management at the next earnings call in um, October. All right, so the fifth takeaway from this uh, meeting with investor relations this morning by Tesla, um, from Tesla, is that Tesla's uh, margin. So I asked about margins um, long term. So what kind of clarification can Tesla give regarding can Tesla's margins, um, let's say gross margins and operating margins, can they grow over time? Can, can they stay the same over time or will they shrink over time? Because this is probably one of the most important questions to ask long term um, by investors. Because as volumes increase, let's say they jump from one to two to five million to 10 million, 20 million vehicles, a lot of actually big investors are thinking that Tesla's gross and operating margins are going to have to decrease. And that's how they're going to drive their volume uh, growth plans. However, um, Tesla reiterated that their previous statements that they are looking to get best in class operating margins. And um, they also clarified this new statement that they've added in their um, quarterly um, uh, shareholder letter, basically saying that um, they're going to be at, uh, software margins um, are going to be basically adding right to their margins. I'm not, I'm not sure the exact language. You guys can look it up on ir.tesla.com. Yeah, but in their, I think their Outlook page, they've added kind of this sentence about um, software, right? Um, kind of adding to margins. So the overall bigger picture is, I think this, is that Tesla is very confident regarding their operating margins, um, that um, they're not giving specific guidance on exactly where it's gonna go over the next, let's say, year or five years, but they're saying, generally speaking, it's best in class, and they're looking actually to drive margins, operating margins higher with 
software, right, with FSD. So FSD, um, the option, the take rate is a big um, driver for potential revenue um, and margins in the future. All right, number six takeaway is retail shareholders. So I expressed to Tesla Investor Relations my kind of uh, passion and drive to help Tesla retail investors gain the same information and the same edge that big institutional investors have as well, right? And so, you know, if you're a, a big fund manager and you can basically email or call up Tesla and get some type of clarification um, regarding, you know, certain things that's going on for Tesla, I'm like, how about retail shareholders? Where can they get kind of that type of clarification or that type of information? So a few things on this. Um, Tesla IR Investor Relations assured me that they can't um, share new, a, a great service. And I think that's going to be helpful, right, for retail investors. And the third thing they offered was they're saying that Tesla will be um, releasing more shareholder type of interaction or, sh or for retail shareholders. And so they pointed me to this ir.tesla.com, their investor relations page. If you go down to the very bottom, there's a subscription preferences link. If you, if you click that, you're going to be... Um, um, logging into a shareholder um, portal. And this retail shareholder port or portal, the first thing you'll do, do is you're going to verify your Tesla shares with say.com. And they suggested, you know, link all your brokerage accounts to say.com to register your Tesla shares. And they're going to have different lotteries um, for different uh, factory tours or different events. So for example, this Tesla AI Day event, they had, I think, about 20 invites to give to investors, and they actually held a lottery um, based upon um, those who have registered at the ir.tesla.com shareholder portal. And for every one Tesla shares that you have, you basically get one entry into the lottery, right? And that's how they were able to select um, the 20 tickets that Investor Relations was able to give. All right. Overall, um, it's been yeah a fantastic, uh, yeah interesting meeting with Tesla Investor Relations. I got to I've known you know um, um, them for quite a while over the years, and um, I'm appreciative of their efforts to try to include retail investors in this whole journey. But also just them clarifying, getting the word out regarding uh, Tesla's you know, various statements and their guidance and what they've, you know, um, what they've been doing. So anyways, hope this has been helpful. This is actually my first live stream I'm doing um, with my phone here. I've got this interesting uh, mic here that's hooked up to my iPhone. And I'm going to be taking this setup with me tonight to AI Day. And it's going to start at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Hopefully I'll meet some people that I could do some live kind of, you know, maybe expectation uh, videos. Um, at the event, and then hopefully after the event, we'll see if I could do, you know, maybe one or two post-event live reactions, if I could find some interesting people, or I'll just share, you know, stuff myself. So anyways, um, hope this has been helpful. If it has, go ahead, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys.